Welcome into Rocky Talk, the daily Tennessee podcast. My name is Josh Ward. I'm excited to be with you here today to begin the week. Thanks for being along as I hope you had a great weekend. Tennessee had a busy weekend on the practice field. The Vols practiced Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. And Sunday was scrimmage time for Tennessee. The Vols got in about 116 plays on Sunday during the scrimmage. On today's show, you will hear Jeremy Pruitt talk a little bit about the scrimmage, talk about Tennessee's quarterbacks, talk about a couple of guys that have dealt with injury issues but are working their way back. You'll hear all of that on today's show. David Ubbin of The Athletic will join the show to weigh in on Tennessee's quarterback battle. How close is that quarterback competition? Plus, camp competition overall. David's going to talk to you about that on the show And one of Tennessee's rivals received really big news heading into the weekend. I'll tell you about that right here on Rocky Talk. Every day, posted at rockytalkpodcast.com, available wherever you get your podcasts, and it's presented by The Athletic. Theathletic.com slash rockytalk is where you can go to sign up for 40% off a first-year subscription. To start today's show, we received a little bit of a health update on Tennessee's football team. Offensive lineman Trey Smith is probably the most important player in this conversation as we are still waiting to hear that he will be fully cleared. The anticipation at the start of camp was August 19th or 20th, and Jeremy Pruitt said Sunday that is still the case. On Saturday, when the early portion of Tennessee's practice was open, it was only open for a few minutes, but the individual drills we were able to watch included Trey Smith getting in some light contact work. He looked like he was doing more than we had seen up until that point. That's a good sign, it would seem, for Trey's progress, as according to Jeremy Pruitt, the anticipation is still by the end of this upcoming weekend or the beginning of next week for Trey Smith to be cleared. So we're still waiting on that, but good progress for him this past weekend. Two other players we've been watching have been offensive lineman Chance Hall and wide receiver Juwan Jennings. Both have been involved in practice, but both have been limited as well. So how much work were they able to do over the weekend, including Sunday during the scrimmage work? This is what Jeremy Pruitt said about the latest with Chance Hall and Juwan Jennings. Yeah, you know, Juwan was doing really well. Um, He didn't participate in the scrimmage today, and and Chance didn't participate either. Uh, The last couple of days, Juwan, um, he dove for a ball and got a little bit hyperextended. So He's, he's, we've kept him out of, out of the contact period, so he's running around. Um, you know, Chance has actually been taking some live reps, but we didn't want to scrimmage him today. We wanted to kind of build into it, and based off the, the number count of snaps at practices, he wasn't there yet. So um, hopefully we'll get a chance for both of them to scrimmage for the first time next week. And that would, of course, be a positive if Chance Hall and Juwan Jennings are able to participate in the next scrimmage this upcoming week. So that will be something to monitor. But of course, Tennessee's coaching staff, the training staff, they are being as careful as they can to try to get Juwan Jennings and Chance Hall ready to go for this upcoming season. Juwan could be a tremendous addition to Tennessee's receiving core, considering the Vols essentially played last year without him. He went out in the first half of the Georgia Tech game last season and didn't play again. Chance Hall missed all of last season. He is one of the few players in the offense that has proven he can play at a high level in the SEC. Chance would essentially have to prove that again, considering the amount of time he has missed. But when you look at the offensive line, you know you can count on Trey Smith 
which other player do you know you can count on on Tennessee's offensive line? It's difficult to choose someone. We can project that somebody will play well, and there are reasons to be optimistic about a few players. But there's still a lot of unknown. If Chance Hall is available and can either compete for a starting position or at least be available uh, for the second-team offensive line, that would be a big addition for Tennessee as well. So two players to monitor this week, wide receiver Juwan Jennings and offensive lineman Chance Hall, as we also wait on the status of Trey Smith, most likely by this upcoming weekend or early next week, with him waiting to be cleared for full contact. You're listening to Rocky Talk, the daily Tennessee podcast, and it seems like every day there is either a question or some kind of update with Tennessee's quarterback battle. So after the Vols have now gone through nine practices and they scrimmaged on Sunday, remember these comments were shortly after the scrimmage, so before Jeremy Pruitt will have watched film of the scrimmage on Sunday, but he was asked for an update on the quarterback position and that competition, which now Jeremy Pruitt is acknowledging, is between two players, Keller Christ and Jarrett Garantano. It's still a close one, according to Tennessee's head coach. Through nine practices, uh, I have a good idea about the first eight um, today. Um, I would have to watch the tape. Uh, I was really involved watching a lot of things. So from a quarterback standpoint, both of them have really done some some good stuff. Uh, you know, talking about J.G. and Keller. Uh, Will McBride played today uh, with our twos a lot. And uh, Will's had a solid camp. You know, J.T. Shrout, uh, you know, he, he may have the best arm out of all of them, but he's got to learn what's going on. Uh, so I think, you know, he can spin it. He just got to figure it out. So if you look over all the practices, um, there's really nobody kind of separated themselves yet. Tennessee's quarterback battle wages on, according to Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt, as I continue here on Rocky Talk. And after Jeremy Pruitt's press conference on Sunday evening, I had a chance to talk to David Ubbin. He's keeping up with Tennessee for The Athletic, which is bringing today's podcast to you. And we started there. Tennessee's quarterback position. What are we to make of where things stand right now? Jeremy Pruitt's comments. What does David see? with Tennessee's quarterback battle? Well, the thing about college football is everybody likes to play secrets. Um, but, you know, secrets, secrets are no fun. Secrets, secrets hurt someone. But I think ultimately, in this case, I don't think that Jeremy Pruitt's playing possum. I think he earnestly isn't sure what he wants to do about the quarterback spot. I don't think they very seriously considered that in the spring. I think they just wanted to get a, a round look at guys, knowing that obviously Keller was going to be here. And I think they want to take a similar approach to the first half of camp before you start kind of seriously considering, okay, who are we? And now we start West Virginia game prep. At this point in camp, I don't get the feel from him that he knows it's going to be one guy or the other. I don't think, uh, you know, that it's uh, – you know, definitely Jared Garantano's job at this point. I think there's still a lot of football left to be played. I think we might get a better idea the next time we talk to Jeremy Pruitt. You know, he's obviously a defensive guy. I think when he's watching uh, his team scrimmage like they did on Sunday live, I think immediately he's going to know a lot more about the defense. And I think he's going to take him on to go back and say, okay, how do these quarterbacks really do? What do we really think? So I think the next time we talk to him, uh, you know, next week or this week, I should say, uh, I think we get a better feel for that. But ultimately, I think it's still undecided. I think probably Garantano is, is, a, is a close leader, but a lot can happen. We're still, what, you know, barely halfway into camp. So 
And at some point, camp does transition into West Virginia prep, as you mentioned there. What do you think is an important timetable? When would Jeremy Pruitt ideally like to know who Tennessee's starting quarterback will be for that opener? That's a good question. I mean, he, he talks about, like, you know, the players decide. But, yeah, at some point, you know, your, your, your game prep has to become more earnest. So, I, I mean, I think, honestly, in his mind, I think that the Sunday-Monday of, of game week, when he goes into to open up practice on Monday, I think he, he needs to know. I don't think we're going to know. I don't think he's going to pass that, that, uh, that information along. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but I think that, to me, would be the sort of deadline in his mind in the actual operation. I don't think we'll know until, you know, the first offensive snap of, of West Virginia. I don't think, even if there is separation, I don't think he sees any reason to, to announce that. Which uh, most coaches are going to exactly, take that approach. Exactly. And I think, for me, it feels a little bit silly if you have, like, you know, an established program or a guy that you know is the clear front runner, and you're playing, like – you know, an FCS team, like a Chattanooga or something in the first game. Then it just feels like, what are we even doing here? But on this case, you know, when you have so many unknowns with this team, a new coaching staff, and then you have an actual, you know, high-profile opponent in West Virginia, a top-20 team, I can actually see where the element of surprise, it doesn't feel like we're all just playing some, you know, silly game of, you know, who done it here. I actually think there's some, some worth in sort of holding that, that information close to the chest. But we'll see. Uh, again, I think it's still pretty open. Uh, I think both these guys get a shot uh, at some point during the season. David Ubman with The Athletic. I've actually thought with Tennessee it's going to try to pull off an upset is what it would be against West Virginia, but it is doable that trying to catch them off guard defensively with what you want to do offensively, that's actually one of the ways you, you pull that off. There is the unknown with this offense, and I guess that would take you back to the quarterback spot. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm just intrigued to see everything. I, I think when you look at – uh, you know, the, this staff, the way that it's composed, you have a first-time head coach, you have a first-time, you know, defensive coordinator at the collegiate level and Kevin Scherer, uh, Chris Rump, Rump's pretty experienced and that play-calling process, they kind of explained it. That's one of the things I want to establish. I don't think I still fully understand how defensive play-calling is going to work. My gut was it was going to fall to Pruitt mostly, but I, we'll see. This is what camp is for. But yeah. uh, offensively, though, you have a guy in Tyson Helton who called plays a little bit at Western Kentucky. He was kind of walking me through that process, um, you know, the, the, their one meeting of sort of what he did at Western Kentucky uh, under Jeff Brom. But still, this is going to be his first time where he's the guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm really interested to see what that looks like. And especially a team like West Virginia is going to be breaking in a lot of new bodies. Are we going to see a little bit uh, of misdirection, anything really interesting from this offense? We'll see, especially because this offense doesn't have a identity. I think certainly they want it to be run heavy, but uh, we will see. Uh, so I- I'm just intrigued to see there's so many unknowns and so many variables with this team. Coaching staff, roster, quarterback, every position. I mean, it's this is going to be a really interesting team this year. Yeah, so have you learned something about this team yet? No. No, I, I think uh, they're just – I think when you try to look big picture at what Jeremy Pruitt thinks of his team, you know, I think obviously there's a talent deficit there. I don't think it behooves him to say anything publicly along those fronts, but certainly mm-hmm. – um, you know, he knows he's got a lot of work to do when it comes to amassing talent. But I think he likes sort of the want to in the team. You don't see him complaining a lot. I think, you know, there was a little bit of that in the spring, most famously, obviously, in, in the spring game. Um, but, you know, when we talked from camp, he's been in a pretty good mood every day. He hasn't come in hot, like talking about how, you know, these guys, the effort's not there. Like, I think he's pretty much liked what his team, you know, wants. And I think this team, it's going to sort of all about being maximizing their potential. 
I don't see a ton of potential on this team. I think if you injected him with some truth serum, I think he'd probably say the same thing. But it's all about kind of building and building for the future. I don't think it's fair to call this necessarily a year zero for him, but the expectations are pretty modest here. Try to get to a bowl game. Any Tennessee fan that is somewhat reasonable, I think, would be happy with that. And it's within reach. So uh, it'll be interesting. I think, again, if you're talking about the one thing that we've learned from this team, it's that I think Jeremy Pruitt kind of likes these guys, maybe. David Ubbin, you meant with the athletic. You mentioned the spring game because he also said there are going to be some guys that are going to be joining the team this fall. They're going to be competing, or guys that were injured that weren't out there. So I wonder if that's part of it is that he sees Daniel Batuli back out there, Darren Kirkland Jr.'s back out there. Uh, you have Dominique Wood Anderson come in, Elante Taylor, who, who was there in the spring, but now he knows is at corner, and some other newcomers that are going to have a chance to help. And I, I wonder if that's increased the effort level in practice and a practice in practice out basis. I think it can't hurt. You talk about competition. I mean, 30 new guys. Guys, that's a lot. 30 guys. You're yeah. talking about, so most programs, okay, you're talking about, you get, we'll say, to round it off, 25 guys in, in spring. You're going to have 7 to 10 guys that are going to be early enrollees most of the time, the way college football is right now. So then you come into, into uh, uh, fall camp, you've probably got 15 guys coming in that are going to be new. 30 guys yeah. for uh, Tennessee. So yeah, you mentioned some of those guys that were banged up, the, the Kirklands, and then obviously the, the the influx of freshmen. Bryce Thompson's made some some uh, some waves here. Yeah. You bring in a Madre London, all your grad transfers. I got five of those. You got four JUCO guys. I mean, just yeah. I, I think when he's seen this team in a more complete fashion, and when in, and when the competition is getting earnest, these guys can feel West Virginia there. I I, I don't think there's the urgency that you're going to see. These are human beings, like. The urgency that you're going to see when you look at the calendar and West Virginia's three weeks away is going to be different when you look at the calendar and West Virginia's six months away. That's just that's just what it is. I think sure. coaches would would hate to admit that reality, but that's just that's just what it is. And so I think you're kind of seeing that pick up, and I think maybe that's why we've seen Jeremy Pruitt be a little bit more pleased with. Okay, I, I don't you know I don't hate these guys as much as I did coming off the field at the spring game. So, uh, David Ubbin, TheAthletic.com, you're kind of looking at where things are middle of fall camp. That's about where this is right now. So what, what do you have going up? A lot of words, I believe. Yeah, so a lot. Basically everything that, you know, some, some – ultimately I think with as little access as we get, it's hard to have day-to-day, here's what we think, here's what has developed today. But if you give it some time and you sort of look at the more complete picture, I think you can have some takeaways, some observations. And – that's basically what we what we're, we're, we've got up at the athletic today. It's sort of through two weeks, some things that I've noticed, some things that I think, some things that have developed, the things that you need to know about where Tennessee is at right now, going into uh, the second half of of, uh, of preseason camp. So, yeah, I'd encourage you guys to check that out. Subscribe to the athletic. It's been a, an interesting camp. A lot that we've learned, and a lot that we still have to learn. Like I said, so many question marks with this team. And, and he's never going to be completely comfortable. But are we looking a, a little bit more comfortable, Jeremy Pruitt, when he meets with the media? I mean, you had the quote that he's the most what most paranoid guy yeah, in the brother, world. Was that his brother that said that? But, in America, yeah. <laughs> so maybe, maybe I'm reaching here. But do you think that you know he's getting some reps with with press conferences and talking about the team? Maybe he's getting a little more comfortable. Yeah, I think maybe a little bit. I mean, he's just been at so many places. You know, other than Georgia, pretty much everywhere he's been. You know, he was not really doing a lot of that. So, I, you know, it's hard for me to really compare because I wasn't here in the spring. But I don't see, you know, I think he, he, he tells us exactly what he thinks we need to know every, every time he says that, which is not that much. But, uh, yeah, I think he's coming into his own a little bit in that respect.
at David Ubbin. Follow him on Twitter and read his work at theathletic.com. David, thank you very much. No problem. Appreciate it. And listening to David Ubbin right there, that's the kind of work you get from him at The Athletic. He knows what he's talking about. He does a great job covering Tennessee and the SEC. If you go to theathletic.com slash Rocky Talk, that's theathletic.com slash R-O-C-K-Y-T-A-L-K, you can receive 40% off a first-year subscription. That's only $2.99 a month. I am a subscriber to The Athletic. One reason I love teaming up with the website is because I believe in the work that they do. I think they're about quality. I think they're about getting you information. That's what I try to do on this podcast is get you the information on what's going on with Tennessee. Check out theathletic.com slash Rocky Talk. You can receive 40% off a first-year subscription. It's only $2.99 a month. And you get great college football coverage from writers like Stuart Mandel, Bruce Feldman, Max Olson, Nicole Auerbach. They also cover other sports, the NFL, Major League Baseball, English Premier League now, the NBA. They have team-specific coverage with all different sports. They're a subscription-based publisher of smarter sports coverage for diehard fans. You want quality? You want to check out The Athletic? They have a simple model, no ads, no pop-ups, and no autoplay videos. It is worth your time, and it's at a great price. Only $2.99 a month when you go to theathletic.com slash Talk. A personnel update for you, kind of. Still no J.J. Peterson, the linebacker who signed with Tennessee in February, the U.S. Army All-American Tennessee would love to have him on campus. He just isn't yet, and it appears he still has some work to do to have everything taken care of academically. Time is ticking at this point. He's already, of course, missed a good amount of fall camp, but next Wednesday will be the start of fall classes at Tennessee. So this would seem to be a very important week for J.J. Peterson if he is going to be with Tennessee's football team this fall. What would be his immediate impact? That's tough to say. He, of course, has missed a lot of time, But right now, it's about the academic side. Can he get to campus this fall? This week will probably give us the indication if that's going to happen. Again, classes start next Wednesday, so there is still some time here. But last month at about this time, Jeremy Pruitt was saying, yes, J.J. Peterson would be here for fall camp. And now a week into camp, still no J.J. Peterson, the talented linebacker who signed with the Vols back in February. Georgia received really good news this week when talented wide receiver Demetrius Robertson was given a waiver to play right away this upcoming season. Robertson transferred from Cal, where he played the last two seasons. He redshirted in 2015. In 2016, Robertson had a big season. He caught 50 passes as a redshirt freshman for 757 yards and seven touchdowns. Last year dealt with an injury that cost him most of the season. Now he's at Georgia, his fourth year in college, And an offense that already had some talent there has another, I would say, proven playmaker at the college level who will be added into that offense. So we'll see what happens at quarterback with Georgia between Jake Fromm and Justin Fields. Fromm would be the favorite to be the guy there. Georgia has to replace talented running backs, Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb. They've got some talented running backs there behind those guys to take the next step. And now Demetrius Robertson added to the receiving core for the Georgia Bulldogs. That is good news for Kirby Smart. That's another challenge for Tennessee's defense and other teams that are going to have to go up against the Bulldogs this upcoming season. It's also been kind of an ugly time in college football over the last couple of weeks. Urban Meyer's situation is still ongoing at Ohio State with him being on paid administrative leave. That investigation continues. Maryland over the weekend put head coach DJ Durkin on paid administrative leave as they investigate what happened with the passing of a player 
Jordan McNair, who died in June after a couple of weeks earlier having to be hospitalized following a workout. So those are, I would say, very serious stories to continue to pay attention to. There will be an on-the-field effect, but I think long-term, maybe there's an effect on college football and how situations behind the scenes are handled. So that's another thing to follow as we continue here in the month of August. We are less than three weeks away from the start of football season. It will be here before we know it, and I'm going to be here every day talking about what's going on with Tennessee, the SEC, and college football. The show is available for you on all the different podcast platforms. iTunes listeners would love for you to subscribe as well as rate and review the show. It's a big help and can help other Tennessee fans find the show. Spread the word on different forums. Tell friends and family about the daily Rocky Talk podcast. I'm on Twitter at Josh underscore Ward. If you would like to follow and or send me any questions, please do. Thanks so much for hanging out today. I'll see you tomorrow. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.